This morning, our scripture comes from Matthew 16, 13 through 20. And this is a continuation of what we have been talking about for the past few weeks. But Jesus starts to pose a little bit of harder questions to the disciples, which in turn ends up being questions to us as well. Jesus says to them, starting with verse 13 through 20 today, Now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he sternly ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, may we hear your voice in spite of my own today. May we come to know you a little bit better. May we know that you have come before us and we know that we're looking for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Jesus was one of those people that was a thinker. (laughs) And he made his disciples and those around them think as well. Now sometimes, you know, you just want to come and experience Jesus, right? You don't want to have to put a whole lot of thought into anything first thing in the morning, let alone Sunday morning, right? And yet, I'm going to ask you to do some thinking. Now, I want you to understand that the setting that Jesus is in, he had gone north of where the Sea of Galilee is. And today we would know that this is in the country of Syria. Now, in this little piece of where Jesus is, there is water coming from this area and it actually flows into the Sea of Galilee and is the, well, mouth of the Sea of Galilee, which from the Sea of Galilee, it flows down to the Jordan River and eventually to the Dead Sea. But this area is a place where those who do not worship the living God live. In fact, it is so bad that there are temples in this area to the Greek gods, specifically the god of Pan. 
And so the disciples aren't real easy about being where they are right now, but Jesus brought them there to make them understand that he is more powerful than any of these other things, these other places that are important to these other worshipers that are not of worshipers of God. And, and because of that, they've got the heebie-jeebies. Well, I know what the heebie-jeebies feel like. You probably know what the heebie-jeebies feel like. They're just kind of like, they, they're ready to just get out of there. They want to go back home. Let's go, let's go back to our land. Let's go back to where you would have us be. But the thing is, last week we had talked about Jesus healing this woman's daughter who was not an Israelite. You see, because of this, he is expanding on the kingdom of what they thought the kingdom was going to be. He is starting to transform their minds and expand them further, that Jesus and the saving grace of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is for everyone, not just the chosen few. Well, that makes me feel good because I probably would not be classified as one of the chosen few. And if you're probably being very real with yourself, you probably realize that too, that you're not one of the chosen few. You know, I, I, I like to go places that maybe a lot of people wouldn't like to go. And I'm not afraid to go there. I'm not afraid to step inside. I'm, I'm not afraid to expose myself to other people because I can love on them just like God has loved on me right where I am. So when Jesus starts asking them and making them think a little bit, it's like when you're a teacher and you start asking comprehension questions that lead into something else, right? And you're going to test their basic knowledge first and then lead them into using it for whatever they're going to need to use it for, right? Application. So Jesus starts saying, who am I? <laughs> the disciples, they start going around, well, some say that you're John the Baptist, and, and, and some of them say that you're Elijah, and some say that you're just one of the prophets. Well, why did they think that? Well, because those were all strong. What, the first one was a strong personality of, of their day. And when, when, when poor John the Baptist was beheaded, John the Baptist's disciples became Jesus' disciples. They just thought he was a living entity of him. Well, okay. Kind of, not really. They, they think he's Elijah. Why Elijah? Because he was the one that was bringing these people back into relationship with God. And, and, and Elijah had built these wonderful altars and shown the strength and the power of God, right? He had done great things in the name of God. And the prophets, well, a prophet is a person, if a prophet had come to you, you know that you're going to have some doom and gloom coming. But you also know that you're going to have some hope. Because if you turn your life around, if, if you start living for the living God, 
things will get better and there are hope and, the, and you know what the prophets do they point towards Jesus they, they got us ready for Jesus but who do you say I am who do you say I am well good old Peter you know Peter He's very strong and he's very bold. And most of the time, Peter sticks his foot in his mouth. But this isn't one of those times. He says, you're the Messiah. The son of the living God. Oh, that's good news. And, 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 and Jesus rewards him and says, you got it. From now on, you are going to be called Simon Peter, and I'm going to build my church on you. You are going to be the living rock. And who delivers the first sermon after, after the ascension? Peter. Who's one of the, one of the, one of the apostles, one of the figureheads of the, of the new church after the ascension? Peter. So we know how important Peter's role is going to be. But Jesus still has some work to do with some Peter and, and shaping and molding, just like Jesus still has some work to do for you and for me in the shaping and molding. He says that if you believe in me, if you understand that I am the living God, <laughs> all power is going to be given to you as, as, as that is in the heavens. And all power is going to... You be, be loosed to you as in loosed in heaven. In other words, the bad things are going to start to go away. doesn't mean bad things don't quit happening here on earth, but it surely makes us realize that the living God is going to be with us in the journey. And that's what Jesus wanted them to know, that the living God, even though they, they were in a place of pagan worship, they knew that God was with them because Jesus was with them. They were not alone. And we know that our God has more power hmm, than anything else on earth. And so we need not be afraid. We need not worry. But I, I'm going to tell you the truth. There are things that get in the way, and I, I, I'm one of those, you know, I'm, I'm a mother figure sometimes. It's just as an oldest child in my family, that's who I have been called to be. So I tend to try to fix things and make them better, right? When a little one falls and gets hurt, I want to slap a Band-Aid on it right away. If somebody's feelings get hurt, I want to love on them right away. Uh, my husband says I'm a, I'm a fixer. I like to fix. But sometimes people just need somebody to sit and listen to them and love on them and be there and be present. And I can do that too. Doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to take the bad stuff away. Oh, I've held lots of hands of people who have had cancer, or parents that have lost a child to addiction, or well, somebody who's gone through addiction and need to have hope that they can beat that. And so they need to have support and loved ones and the power of the living God know that that power of the living God is within them as well. And it doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. Oh, I think sometimes things that I shouldn't be thinking, I'm a road rage person. 
Not that I'm taking anything out on anybody, but I like people that drive with a purpose, right? I mean, you know, slow people can get out of the way. Let the rest of us do our business and get going. And I shouldn't be thinking that, because I don't know what's going on in their life, and they're probably just enjoying being them. Sometimes I need to slow down and be able to do that. So my next question for you is if you know who Jesus is, that he's the living Messiah, do you know who you are in him? Mm. Now see, that's a tougher question. Because when you have to ask that question, you have to realize that you are not. You're not going to measure up. And Lord knows I don't measure up. But you have to also realize that Jesus died for you because, well, let's face it, we needed somebody who could live up to what we need. And so he took all of our sins. It was the perfect sacrifice. And because he rose again, we know we have that hope of, of rising again too. And that same power that was in Jesus when he spoke to those disciples and said, who am I? That same power when he died, that same power when he rose from the dead, that same power when he ascended is in each and every believer today. So who are you? You are the people who are Jesus' followers, who believe in the resurrection. We're Easter people. We are Easter people. Now, wait a minute. Doesn't that sound good? That we believe that that same power that was there today is in each of us today? And you might be saying, Pastor Kendra, I have never had any kind of those special powers like the disciples had. Well, have you ever tried? Ooh! Ooh! Wait a minute. Have you ever looked for the miracles that are still going on here on earth today? Have you experienced that power? Have you lived into it? Who are you? Who am I? Who's Christ? You see, those are the important questions of the day. And when you start asking yourself those things, and when you start getting closer and building that relationship and trusting God even more, hmm, this is just the beginning, folks. This is just the beginning. The power of Jesus goes on today, right here, right now. Live into it. Who is Jesus? Who are we? Funny, Jesus said that he was going to build that church on a rock. Well, this one's called stone. Hmm. Sounds like a rock to me, right? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you today that we have believers here and that we have some that are coming to know you. They want to say, I am a, a, a believer in Jesus Christ. I am a believer that he is the Messiah, that he is the living God, the son of the living God. And I want to be more like him today. And I do. And I know that I need to continuously be transformed and to be shaped because I am a human being. 
but I live into the grace of Jesus Christ, just like every one of us that are here today. Live into us, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.